It is, to 14-year-old me, it is the fucking gift from the future. It is the flying car that I always wanted. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Eastgate Chat Podcast. We're here in Pasadena, California, and we got a special guest this time around. Um, he's got a resume that's a bit too long to go through, so I'll let him take it away. Tell us who you are, uh, a little bit about yourself, and yeah. Uh, well, my name is Brett Gerowitz, and I'm the um, uh, founding member of Bad Religion and the founder and owner of Epitaph Records and Anti Records. For people who don't know, which I think most people are going to know, yeah. that pretty much spans like a 40-year period of punk rock. Yeah, so yeah, and I'm also a really old guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I uh, you know, the, uh, the label started in... Uh, Arguably, the first the first seven inch we put out was, uh, or I put out was, I think in 1981. I put out a seven inch for my band, Bad Religion, and uh, and at that time uh, I was a little skating grom, uh, and uh, but over the years Epitaph has grown, and I kind of got out of skateboarding uh, right after its sort of its birth in the in the late 70s, early 80s, which is when I was avidly skateboarding, and. Um, in the 90s, my label really had a heyday and, and sort of blew up with um, groups like uh, Bad Religion, Rancid, Offspring, No Effects, uh, who were really known for their connections to skate culture and punk rock. And that was sort of around the time of the birth of the Warp Tour. And through all that time, I wasn't skating at all. I mean, I was, I was sort of helping lift the culture with with the music and the athletes and and i was in it on the music side but uh it wasn't until covid hit uh and i discovered evolved skateboards that i got back into skateboarding and for the last year i've just been a complete evolved fanboy yeah just literally skating 75 miles a week wow i mean that's that's a lot your music was all over skate and surf, those early films. Yes. So how did that happen? Was that just they vibed with your music and they just used it? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it was, it was um, I think, a case where both of the cultures were bubbling under at the same time. Uh, skateboarding in Venice, California uh, in, the, uh, in the 80s, you know, in Dogtown, in Venice Beach, you know, Mike Muir and, uh, and Suicidal Tendencies and all the, just all the, all the skateboard kids and skate gangs and skate pros that were starting to emerge there. I think the first skate park ever was a Marina Del Rey skate park uh, down near Venice, you know, and that was actually one of Bad Religion's earliest shows. We played a show there with JFA and the crowd and the gears. So really sort of the genesis of skate culture and California punk culture really uh, happened in the same place and at the same time. Um, And then, uh, you know, later when Epitaph really started to grow, um, you know, people were making, uh, people started making surf videos, snowboard videos, skate videos, you know, and they make them on VHS and put them in the skate shop. And it became known that if they called me at Epitaph, uh, I would just let them use the music for free. You know, so um, that's how our music got into all those videos. And that sort of cemented uh, the connection between uh, 
you know, the sport and the sound. But I think the, you know, I think the, the kids were already listening to our records while they were skating. So it was a perfect marriage anyway. Yeah. And like, I guess letting them use it, like ingrained it in that grassroots culture, um, yeah. which would have been beneficial and sort of like the, the point of, I guess the attitude and the identity of like your music and like, you know, skate and destroy. That was the original attitude, like badass, like totally. So yeah. I think there was definitely a synergy between the two genres of music and sport. Yeah, I mean, skateboarders, you know, were were considered outlaws. Their activities were pretty much considered illegal because they're always skating on private property. Uh, and punk rockers were also sort of outliers. We were uh, misfits and outcasts, and sort of on the other side of uh, of the authorities. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's definitely that. Uh, that tying them together. Um, I mean, to this day, I skate to some punk rock. I don't skate to only punk rock, but I've got, you know, Agent Orange blood stains in my skate mix for sure, you know, and uh, um, uh, Adolescence, Rip It Up. And, you know, I just, you know, these are old songs that no one will have heard of, but if you search them, they're good. <laughs> well, that's why, like, one of the reasons I wanted to get you on, on board this podcast so bad is because a lot of our customer base, they will, right? We're made up of um, a lot of guys that are sort of, you know, upwards of 35, 45 years old, like all the way to 70 years old. Yeah, um, totally. And they're, they're people that originally skated and then might have... Getting back into it. Getting back I, into it. Believe me, I call it dad boarding, you know what I mean? Because like a lot of the young kids on my label, you know, they're they're skateboarders and they're like, you know, they're, they're real skateboarders and they're in it and they're doing, you know... Uh, they're, they're doing tricks and they're doing, you know, street uh, style. And, uh, and they, you know, I think they they look at what I'm doing. They think it's kind of cute, but they don't call it skateboarding, you know. <laughs> they, have they had a go? Well, but that's the thing, right. Once I invite them over, uh, they, they get hooked and they love it. In fact, I've got two guys coming over today. They'll skate with us later. But I think that's the thing is once you try it, um, because it is skateboarding, but it's, it's, it is something – all on its own you know it's it's a little bit like uh it's a, a little bit like snowboarding on a perfect run that's infinite and you can go uphill and you don't have to wear heavy clothes <laughs> and you, can and you do don't it. have to be locked in you don't have to go to the snow no and you, you just have to do it freeze your balls off i think skaters have always had this mentality of like protecting you know core skate because there like is yeah a street skater or a park skater they don't even like a normal longboarder no for sure there's a purism there the, right so the the purists look at what i'm doing and they say hey, that's not even skateboarding which is cool like i'm not like when i was a kid i was legit you know what i mean and i had my mini ramp and i was you know trying to get vert and i was you know i was trying to you know um on the with my limited abilities but i know what it's like to to be a little grom and to be a purist about it and now i'm a dad and I'm just addicted to well, skateboard. So that what can I say? But there are a number of artists on Epitaph Records, and I've heard I've heard this through the grapevine that they're like, "Have you been over to Brett's house? Have you skated with him, dude? You have to do it. It's so fun. Oh my God, go spray, go, go skate with Brett Gerwitz." And like, I bought a bunch of boards just so that because I'm trying to rope people into skating with me all the time, you know. So a lot of them are like my dad friends who are like my age, but also like I've got all these young kids on my label who are legit good skaters um or if they're not in it now they just were only a few years ago so they can already skate and you get someone who's never e-boarded but they're a good skater and you put them on one of these things and they're just shredding instantly you know i mean it took me it took me probably two days to get my bearings but these kids they just get on it and they're just like 
The no fear probably helps. And no fear, yeah. yeah, yeah. It definitely helps. Uh, yeah. Snowboard experience, big, big plus. Um, just yeah. as much as skateboarding, we think. Right. Well, I used yeah. to snowboard, and the weird thing is, is that um, maybe this is the reason, I don't know, but, but I snowboard regular, and I skateboard goofy. And I think the reason is that when I took up snowboarding, I hadn't skateboarded in a long time. And, and, and so I forgot that I skateboarded goofy. And so I, when I started snowboarding, I just decided I was going to be regular. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. And yeah. so I started, I started, you know, s- skating these electric boards, and I do it a lot, right? And, and I've been doing it a lot. And then I went up to the local mountain to snowboard, right? And, you know, I'm like an intermediate snowboarder. I'm not great, but I can get down to pretty much anything. And I started snowboarding, and I literally just started falling down, right? I'm sort of trying to carve the way I do on, on my skateboard, and I fell. And then I got up, and I fell, and I got up, and I, and I was getting so pissed off. And this other dude came up to me. He's like, hey, man, are you all right? Like, he thought I was drunk. And I was just like, I'm like, I'm, yes, I'm all right. I know how to do this. I don't know why this is happening. Is this your first time on the mountain? Right. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to like I had to wrap my brain around it again. So anyway, because of that, my latest project is I've been practicing riding switch. Um, also, because if you ride the same way all the time, you start you know like you get muscle soreness only in a certain place. So I would like to be able to. How's that going for you? Slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, can you do it? Um, I can do it, but I can't turn nearly as well. I'm pretty yeah. good in, in a straight line. I can yeah. hold my balance. Okay, yeah. But I can't throw like a deep carve. No. I mean, I can barely, I can barely do a U-turn. That's where I'm at now. But I'm, yeah, but I'm, I just want to practice it so that I can, you know. I yeah. think if I practice, I'll be able to. And I figure it's probably, it's probably good for my brain, you know. Like yeah, it's, definitely. It's doing it's something. Sort of like getting that ambidextrous sort of yeah. attitude towards it. And like you said, it definitely helps for fatigue. I often like stand with my feet side by side, mm-hmm. like skier stance, uh-huh. and then just shuffle them around if I'm just going in a straight line, yeah. just to free up some yeah. of the legs. Yeah, uh, right, exactly. You have to move your feet around a little bit. That that's something I notice when I get someone who's never done it before, and I'm like, "Hey, let's go for a ride." And we'll be, you know, like after two or three miles, I'll say, "How are your feet doing?" They're like, "Yeah, they hurt." <laughs> <laughs> Not so that back leg, that calf starts yeah. getting a bit of a workout. Yeah, and the, and the feet can also get like that snowboarder cramp. Yeah. If they don't move at all. All right. Yeah. Let's loop back okay, to yeah. why you got an Evolve. Like the, yeah. that whole story. How did you get oh, yeah. involved in electric skateboards? So uh, so here we are uh, about a year and a half ago. And, you know, there's a, there's a novel coronavirus. And it's descending upon us. And uh, we have to flatten the curve. So everybody now is, is required to work from home. So my office, Epitaph Records... Uh, we were actually a little bit early on it, and I said to everybody, look, we're going to work remotely. We're, we're not going to skip a beat, but everybody go home. The office is closed, right? And that began lockdown, which was pretty tedious, you know, every day working from home. And although I liked seeing my kids more because they were, they were doing homeschooling at that point, um, it was just always in one place, never going anywhere except maybe for a hike or a bike ride. And it's the bike ride that uh, I was on with my daughters. We were riding a bike path on the beach, and I saw a couple dudes just like, just cruising like seven miles per hour down the bike path, side by side talking. Um, 
on electric boards. And I looked at those boards and I looked at my wife, Gina, and I said, that looks fun. I can do that at our front door. I'm, I'm going to get one of those. And I literally went home, went online, and I started researching it. And I, I, I got this, uh, I, I stumbled on an article by, uh, I think it was Bam Margera, talking about, uh, you know, his opinion, what the best inexpensive boards were. So I bought one and uh, got this board, came in from China. I don't remember what kind it was, but it was, uh, you know, it was like a cheap Chinese board with a, with a hub drive. And it had, a, it had pretty great acceleration. It was insanely bumpy because, <laughs> you know, I weigh about 200 pounds. Yep. And, yep. Uh, but it was fun and I liked it, right? So then... Yeah, it was enough to like give you the taste of this is what it's going to be like. This is fun. Yeah, I knew it was fun. Even even as bumpy and crappy as that board was. Uh, so then I went down the rabbit hole, uh, and I just decided I was going to get the best board. Um, and, uh, yeah, so my my first board was, um, my first of all board was a GTR Bamboo uh, 96 uh, millimeter street wheels. And I loved it. Uh, and shortly after that, I decided to take a shot at the uh, AT wheels and that sort of just changed everything because with AT wheels, I can go anywhere, you know, it's, it's sort of with the, with the street wheels, you're a little hesitant to go somewhere if you don't know what the roads are going to be like, or if you don't know if there's going to be a sidewalk or something, because, you know, it's still a skateboard, you know? <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And you know, you're cruising along on the skateboard at 20 miles an hour. You don't want to hit an acorn or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you think you originally chose to go for the street board over the AT? Because you would have like looked at them both on the website and yeah. had to make a decision. I thought it looked cooler. <laughs> it looks more like a traditional yeah, longboard. Yeah, looked more like a skateboard. Yeah. It look, they look really cool with the colored wheels, and you know, just you know, um, yeah. I don't know, um, but uh, but I loved it. I mean, I, I'm you know, I'm telling you, I absolutely loved that one compared to the to the Chinese board I had first. It was killer. Um, and then I got the AT board, and it came, you know, UPS delivered it, and it was getting dark, and I couldn't wait to ride it. So I took it out in the dark, and I started riding it around. And my, my initial impression was that it just felt like a flying carpet. I couldn't believe not only how smooth it was, but, but how much it grips. You know, it, it feels, like, feels like carving in a perfect corduroy on a snowboard or something. You know what I mean? Like... It's even actually grippier than that, you know, because I carve pretty aggressively sometimes, and um, uh, it's yeah, anyway. You know how it is. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Well, we're about to go for a skate after this, so yeah. I'll get to see it firsthand. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> overstate how <laughs> it feels like it to me. <laughs> feels yeah. Um, but um, and uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a game changer for me. And I ended up getting a bunch of boards so I could have friends come over and recording artists come over. It's just something social you can do outdoors, uh, especially in Southern California. You can do it all year round. I can do it out my front door because I don't have traffic or hills where I live. So it, it's sort of a perfect activity. Although people say, wow, that must be a good workout. No, <laughs> it's not a good workout. The not slightest. Really. Not really. They're like, oh, come on. It must be good for your core. Maybe you're getting some. No. I'm standing. Yeah. It's. I think it's. It's good for your mental health. It's meant. Um, yeah. But yeah. No that's question. About it. Yeah. Yeah. For the mental health, I have to say because I used to, um, I used to snowboard a lot, and I also used to road bike, and 
sometimes after a long snowboard run or a long uh, uh, cycling session, you get this euphoric feeling. And I used to think it was from the endorphins, from the exercise. But I get the same exact feeling from skateboarding now. I mean, I come, I, I come back in after lunch, after like a, even a, just a six-mile ride, and I'm literally buzzing. Like I feel like, you know, I feel like I've just meditated for a half hour or something. Yeah, so, we, we spoke to someone about this, and they correlated like it to meditation or a state of mindfulness. Yeah. So just going out there and having a s- sort of soul focus and being able to push other things out, it puts yourself into like a state of being. No if doubt. you stay in that for 20 minutes, half an hour, when you do come out of it, you have this clarity and you're feeling better. And it's There's no question. It's a flow state. You get in a flow state. And I've, I'm, I, I have a meditation practice, um, as you can probably see from my cushion there, um, and, which I've had for many, many years. And it, um, it fits perfectly with that. You know what I mean? And it is a very similar. You know, in fact, if I, were, you know, if I were Jeff, what I would do is I would, uh, you know, Maybe reach out to some mindfulness researchers and see, you know, like test, take a, take a look at the brain waves before and after. Yeah. You know, like a 30 minute ride. I bet you discover some amazing, interesting things. Yeah, that would be super interesting. We yeah. could do a little study on it. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's powerful. It's not subtle. You know, you know, you do it. It's just like uh, you get in a state that is extremely zenned out and clear. Uh, but at the same time, it's not from exertion. And the only other times I've had those kinds of states were with uh, activities that had a lot of exertion. So I always attributed them to like endorphins or something like that, heart rate. Or, but it's, it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with, it's to do with the focus and the flow somehow. When you typically go for a ride, how, how does that happen? Are you usually riding solo? Yeah, usually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've recently started writing with music. In fact, if you want to, I could give you guys, I can make a skateboard mix for Evolve. You can put it up. I'd love that. Um, yeah, Evolve should do that. You should, you should create a Spotify channel and invite, uh, invite your pros or musicians to create skateboard mixes for you, and then people could, could listen to them when they skate. Yeah, we did think about that, like letting certain like, uh, ambassadors and whatnot make a, a playlist of what yeah. they listen to yeah. so you can jam out to the same thing um this is going to sound super nerdy but like <laughs> i mean i i like i like riding in quiet but i really like riding with music and what i found is there are certain grooves and certain tempos like uh like uh you know um uh you know certain reggae even certain punk uh all kinds of music really edm as well but if the tempo and the groove is just right, you can, you can skate to it. You know what I mean? Okay. And if anyone's going to make a playlist, it's probably going to be you. I'll do so. it. Yeah, I'm not, I have one already. Yeah, I mean, you, I you can should just send share it through. It with, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't listen to music if I'm skating with friends. Ninety um, percent of the time, if I'm skating on my own, what I'll do is I'll have one AirPod, and not the other. You know what I mean? Because it's not that safe to skate with two. Yeah. Them. Do you, are you on the road most of the time? Yeah, all the, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So, do you, do you ever get down? I was skating at Venice Beach this morning. So, yeah. just like those bikeways sort of yeah. take the sketchiness of cars out of the equation. Right, but then you get road bikes, and those guys are hectic. And rollerbladers. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously. <laughs> but but those, those, those road bikes, man, they, they're not even, yeah. I mean, you have to be careful on those. I, I don't know. I, I'd rather ride on the street because I like, to get, I like to carve all over the place. 
and the bike lanes are a little, you know, I mean, you can, you can do it a little bit, but yeah, uh, it's fairly quiet around these suburbs anyway, in comparison. Dude, to you it. have no idea. You're going to have fun. It's, <laughs> I'm going to take you on my regular ride. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, can I tell you, can I tell you a quick story? Oh yeah. Tell us. The, okay. So it was, it was my wife's birthday, uh, last week. So this has just happened. And, uh, for her birthday, we rented a, a house in Palm Springs and had all our favorite friends come out there and, and stay with us for the weekend. And we just had, you know, we, we had dancing and, and food and we had some like uh, uh, e-skates and some e-bikes and everyone brought their kids. And it was just a chill, fun weekend, right? So my buddy Rennie, who is a skater and uh, he's a dad now, but... Uh, but he's a really good skater and he's a surfer. And uh, so I said, dude, let's, let's just go see if we can find like some kind of a, like a neighborhood or a closed community to skate in and just tear it up. Cause you know, Palm Springs has all these gated locked places. So he's like, all right. So we, we uh, took two of my boards out and we rode down the road. We didn't find anything. Didn't find anything. We found this, uh, this gated community where the gate was uh, locked but the exit gate was open, and it looked like there was no security guard. Uh, looked like it. Well, the, the booth was empty, so he might he might have been in there sleeping, because I think he got in trouble. But so we skated in the exit, right? And I found this uh, this path that was for the, for golf carts. But this was like I don't know. It was like nine thirty Saturday morning, so nobody was golfing, and it was completely empty. And this golf cart path was probably, I don't know, it was probably eight feet wide, uh, cement, and just went forever mm-hmm. through these, like, it, it just went up and down and curved around. It was like, it was like a perfect little roller coaster track. Yeah, I mean, I, I've ridden those things before. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're riding along, riding along, probably, I don't know, like, probably three miles into this thing, right? And it's a nice place. There's like mansions and stuff. And security guards comes up on his little golf cart towards us, and he stops us. And he's like, hey, uh, do you know you're trespassing? And we're like, we played stupid. And we're like, yeah, we know, but we haven't seen a way to get off this path. <laughs> he's like, well, okay, you, you have to follow me because I have to take you to my captain. And he's going to need to see your ID and everything else. So we're like, okay, sorry, sir. You know, we <laughs> so, so he turns his golf court, uh, cart around and starts going uh, – heading further deeper into the golf course. And uh, so we start, we're following him on our, on our, on our uh, actually on a Hadian and a GTR. And went like another mile, and then his boss comes up with like a more sort of military-looking golf cart. <laughs> and this, this old guy comes out. I'm an old guy too, so whatever. But he's got a badge. He's got creased pants with like a button-down shirt tucked in. He's and these got, are he's just a, security yachts. Yeah, yeah, but this is yeah. like some exclusive place. He's got a holster and stuff. Yeah. He, and he goes and he starts scolding us. Do you know you're trespassing? Yeah, we know we're trespassing. Do you know this is a gated community? Yeah, we're sorry. We know it's a gated community, but the gate wasn't locked. He said, "Yes, the gate was locked. You went in through the exit." I said, "Well, there was no security guard there." He said. There was a security guard there. You went by him so fast he couldn't catch you and you didn't hear him yelling, <laughs> which is bullshit. But I think that's what the security guard told him not to get in trouble. Yeah, he was, he was, <laughs> he was sleeping. He was off or on yeah, Instagram or something like that. He was like totally that. sleeping. Yeah, so you just... So anyway, 
So then he, the guy starts asking me all this stuff. Hey, man, do you, do you live in a gated community? Do you know what it's like to live in a gated community? And, of course, I do, but I didn't want to get in his grill, so I said no. <laughs> <laughs> no idea, I'm, man. I'm, not, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what that would be like. Hey, <laughs> so he's like, "All right, well, I'm, I'm going to need to see your, your identification." So, you know, we get we neither of us had our wallets, but we were able to pull up like my our licenses from Dropbox or whatever. He writes down our our, our name and our driver's license, and he said, "All right, I could have you arrested, but I'm not going to do it this time. But if you ever show your face in here again, we're going to have you arrested." And the whole time I'm just sitting there, dude, I could not stop smiling. Like, I used to get busted for skating when I was a kid. (laughs) But, like, to get busted for skating at 59 years old is so much more fun. That's a full circle moment. Dude, you don't have to worry about what your parents are going to say. Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything. I was like, I was sitting there in my head. I was like, please send me to jail. Please give me the story that I can tell. (laughs) And I could tell that he could tell. And he was just making him more pissed off that I was enjoying it so much. Uh-huh. So then he said, all right, well, let's get out of here. So then, so then the other golf cart in front, and then with him in back, and, my, and me and my friend skating, they escorted us just all the way back out. out. Then when we got out to the very outside, there was a, like a, uh, not a real police car, but like a, like, a, like a fake police car with lights on it, like a security guard car, waiting for us with its lights going, and followed us all the way back home. We skated back home, and they followed us to make sure. And then I found out later that that place that we had sort of nicked into to find a good skate, it was, I guess it's like an exclusive uh, community with like, you know, Kardashians live there. and, and yeah, uh, it would want to be like very there. high end for like that yeah, level they, of intensity. They got super uptight, and I, you know. <laughs> anyway, I just want to I just want to thank uh, Evolve Skateboards for that experience, giving this old man that experience one last time. So that's sort of what I would wanted to talk about next, yeah. being an older guy that's skating. Okay, because yeah, we yeah. we have so many guys like upwards of forty five. Yeah, that uh, like they've taken a leap of faith to see if this is for them. Yeah. So I imagine there's a lot of people out there that decide no like they might want to try it but Mm -hmm. they just don't want to make the commitment right what would you say to those sort of people like is it easier than you thought it was going to be does it give you a lot more than you thought it would yeah um yeah i guess what i would say is that you know if if you used to skate uh or if you snowboard or surf currently because i know a lot of older guys are doing both of those things as well um then then don't be worried about being able to do it because it's it's going to be second nature to you. And it, it might take, you know, I don't know. It, it might take a couple hours on the board at the most before you get that feeling of freedom. But I will say that if you're even slightly interested in it and if you can afford it, because not everybody can afford this, um, but if both those things, then you owe it to yourself because the feeling is like flying. It's, it's better than snowboarding. It's better than skateboarding. I'm not a surfer, so I don't know, but I hear reports that it feels just like surfing when you're, when you're doing a, a deep carve. Um, and my surfer friends have told me that. You know? so, uh, so, yes, it's, I guess the, the way I would describe it is to say that the experience is so fun, it's startling. It's not 
kind of fun. <laughs> it's it's like it's you know how I could describe it. It's sort of like when I was a kid, I was always into science fiction and, and technology. And keep in mind, I was a kid, like you know, in the olden days, right? We didn't have you know, <laughs> it was before Star Wars, right? It was Star Trek, <laughs> before the iPhone, before the internet, right? But I used to think about the future, and I used to think, man. The future's going to have cool shit. I can't wait to the future. It's in the 2000s, when I'm an adult, I can't even imagine the cool shit there's going to be, right? And, you know, we got the internet. It's okay, you know? Microwave ovens, you know, they're pretty good. They're cool. iPhone, okay, now we're getting into something that's, like, actually really good. The Evolve electric skateboard is literally the only thing I've ever experienced that really delivered the fun that I thought the future would hold when I was a kid. It is, to 14-year-old me, it is the fucking gift from the future. It is the flying car that I always wanted. It's just, it just feels psychic. It's like, I forget that I'm holding it with my thumb and I just feel like I'm flying, you know? Uh, the amount of power, the amount of flow and fluidity, it feels, it's the closest thing to magic I've ever experienced. We hear that a lot when people reference Back to the Future, obviously, yeah. like the hover, oh, whole yeah. hoverboard thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, it's not quite a hoverboard, but it's about as close as it's going to get. It's probably better. It's probably yeah, better. because You don't see them carving on a hoverboard. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's 100%. awesome. We'll, we'll wrap it up with your Hadian got delivered, what, last week? You were one of the very Yeah, I guess orders. I was, had one of the first nine Hadians in North America. I, I, I ordered as soon as the... As soon as the pre-order opened. Yeah. yeah. I didn't just, I ordered two of them. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. That was a bit wild. You got both the bamboo and the carbon. I was trying to, fi I was trying to decide, you know, I was like, I don't have to decide. I know I'm going to get them both. I might as well order them now. Yeah. Uh, how has it sort of lived up to expectations, comparisons against the GTR? Yeah. The Hadian, uh, you know, it surpassed my expectations. I love my GTR and it was hard for me to, to imagine you know, what it would uh, feel like to have an improvement on it. Um, I wasn't really excited about the improved speed because the GTR goes fast enough for me. Um, but, you know, all my little complaints about the GTR, and I'm talking like they're little, you know, like the sometimes the acceleration feels too jerky, sometimes the braking above 17 miles an hour feels too jerky. Some, the, yep. you know, it's all been solved. Suddenly, it's, everything's fluid and comfortable and intuitive, and so the 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 the, uh, the power delivery and the on the brakes and the acceleration are so uh, natural now uh, that it just makes riding more fun, you know. And and the board fits my feet better because I'm I'm pretty tall, uh, I have pretty big feet, uh, so that it's it's great for that. Um, but even the tiny things like like on the you know. Maybe you don't want me to say this, but on the GTR, like the little cover on the power thing. Yeah, no, I know. It, it drives me insane. It'll never stay in, you know. Yeah. The new one is better. On off switch right. is better. That's the thing. Everything's better. And that's, yeah. I, I guess. Everything it, is better. The only way yeah, yeah. a company's going to evolve part in the pond yeah, yeah. is make yeah. everything better than your last one. Everything's better. And I have some hills around here. And there's a little skate spot that I like that I didn't used to like to go down to because coming back home, there's really no way to avoid a pretty steep... Uh, and pretty long hill. Um, and my GTR, you know, I'm heavy, so my GTR got pretty hot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the heating just oh, it destroys hill. It Yesterday, destroys it. I rode from like right in the bottom all the way to the top of the Hollywood sign, and that's that's a decent hike up that road. A Beechwood Canyon. Yeah, Which, I think so. You rode that on a skateboard. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. You should give it a go. It's um, it's steep, isn't it? It's steep, and there's a lot of it's dirt as well, or like yeah. really chunky bitumen. But yeah. the Hadian just destroyed it. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, man. I don't like cleaning my belt. <laughs> yeah, okay. fair enough. Fair you enough. probably can just give it to the service guy. It, it, yeah, it evolved. Shout outs to Nick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just drop it off. Say, yeah. ah, it's broken again. Yeah, yeah. But See, I, I have to go in my garage and just wrench on it for three hours and clean every part. And, yeah, cool. <laughs> which is well, fun. Mate, that's probably going to wrap us up. So thanks right. so much for having us out. Thank um, you, I'm man. Super yeah. stoked to talk to you, and I hope like a bunch of people watch this, sort of vibe out to like. I, I know they're going to know you, and I think they're going to really enjoy seeing that you have found a bit of happiness in electric skateboarding. I hope so. Let's go skate. Let's do it. All right. <laughs>